am back with another podcast episode and I know that this podcast was supposed to be dropped a month and five days ago um but I needed to re-record this episode so I had already recorded the episode that I was titling good grief but um after I recorded it I wasn't very secure in um I wasn't very secure in what was recorded because I want this experience for me to be very um, meaningful and I want it to be about accountability, which is what I um, kind of talked, spoke about in the last episode is just how grieving and going through the dynamics of my relationships and how they change caused me to be accountable but within the episode that I had recorded I felt like it was a lot of me venting um about situations as opposed to me really showing how I was accountable or even like making it make sense so someone could potentially learn from me and my experience um even though, you know, this journey is for me to just get thoughts out of my head once I do my therapy sessions. But it's been, like, on my heart a lot lately to re-record this session, essentially. I mean, this episode. Um, and I did it today. I went ahead and did it today because I had my therapy session today. And I feel like it was very much related to you know me holding myself accountable and just like this whole idea of like grieving relationships and the role you know that I play in them and um I think that and I won't go into too much about my therapy session honestly but I think it's important that um you know, that I explored this idea of grief and the role that I played in it. But I also don't want to go into everything because I wanted to do it on, like, a different episode or whatever. Um, but in grieving, like, my relationships, I think that it made me just, I don't know. Um, it just opened my me up to a different level under a different level of understanding for myself, and just allowed me to be honest with what I want from the relationships around me. And I think that today, in my therapy session, what was really important, and I think this brings it home, is this idea that I don't have, I don't allow people to be in relationship with me because I'm so used to taking on the caretaker role or being in this role of where I'm taking care of people. So every, you know, essentially, every relationship essentially that I enter into, like, I'm not allowing room for reciprocity. And when you don't allow room for reciprocity, 
you kind of fall into this pattern of giving and giving and giving. And like, who doesn't love a cheerful fucking giver, right? <laughs> who doesn't love someone constantly giving and giving them and giving themselves without really having, without really being, ex- without really expecting anything in return? And I think that me exploring that, understanding that in my session today, allowed me to realize or help me realize that that is why I take breakups so hard and not just like breakups in like the traditional sense of the word of like with romantic partners but just breakups with friends um and not even just like a full breakup, but like the transitioning of the dynamic of the friendship. I think that's why I took them hard and why I'm constantly in this state of grief because I never, I never communicate or even like set my expectations for the role that people take on in my life. So like there's no rest. I'm not going to say there's no reciprocity. That wouldn't be fair to say, but there's not a requirement of reciprocity. Like, if they give it, they give it, and if they don't, they don't. Whereas, like, now, in my very adult years, like, I expect reciprocity. However, I don't enter into relationships where I'm doing, where I'm, like, allowing that to happen or even making it known that I want that to happen. Um. And what I told my therapist today, and I'm like, you know, that makes sense. And it took so much out of me not to cry. Um, It took a lot of not to cry when I was like, you know, that makes sense because that's, you know, that, that makes sense in terms of when I'm processing these things, it's like, I feel as though I'm a placeholder in a lot of people's lives. Like, and once whatever they're getting from me is being fulfilled somewhere else, then it's kind of like I'm pushed to the back. And um, and it's not a conscious thing. Like, I think it's a very, like, subconscious thing that's happening. I don't think people are like, okay, Taylor is this placeholder in my life until right? so something better comes along or something that's giving me what she's giving me comes along that can replace that I'm going to put, put them in that place. Like, no. That's not what I'm saying. But I think there's a subconscious thing of like, I am a very given person. Like, I'm a very given person. And I have it to a fault to the point where like, and I'm not just talking about like monetary things, material things. I mean like things that you cannot put a price on, like time and love, like yeah, somebody can pay you for your time, but you can't get your time back. So time is priceless, essentially. Like, I can't get my time back, no matter how much money you give me. If you waste my time, that's, that's, <laughs> just don't waste my time. That's how I feel about it. But uh, I give a lot of my time and love and energy to people. And I give it to them more than I give it to myself. And I think that, once the relationship goes left or the dynamic of the relationship changes, 
it weighs on me because I feel like I've invested so much time. And because I struggle with communicating my feelings, I don't really know how to communicate them. Like, I don't know how to say, like, hey, the dynamic of our relationship, I can feel it shifting, you know, and I don't like it. And it's hurting my feelings or however it's making me feel or whatever the case may be. And I find myself only having that conversation if somebody brings up to me, like, ready to point the finger about what I'm not doing um, after I've done so much, right? After I've done so so much. Not saying that I'm perfect, but, like, one certain things that I was doing stops because, and they notice it stops, then they'll, you know, then that's when I find myself firing back with, well, I did this because of this, or I did this because I felt this way. And at that point, it seems like I'm um, invalidating their feelings and diminishing everything that they're saying and kind of like making an excuse for it. Um, And a perfect example of this is like one of my very close friendships, the dynamic dynamic of our relationship for sure has changed. and in the beginning, it hurt. Um, now where I am, I'm in a space where I'm kind of working through um, therapy about, like, why certain relationships, like, when they go a certain way, hurt, like, why it hurts so much. Um, and it has a lot to do with attachment, feelings of attachment, abandonment, and um, just, like, safety and security to me is what it comes down. And, um, one of those, so when the relationship was bought, like when the problems within our relationship was bought to me, and this is a friend, like this isn't a romantic partner, but when it was brought to me, it was, um, they told me why they felt the way that they did, felt isolated, felt, um, like they were being, wasn't being included. And, um, they told me that they felt like I didn't like their husband. And, um, felt like their husband had an issue with me and, um, I mean, felt like I had an issue with their husband. And there was some more things said in regards to, like, just the way everything went down. And a lot of things that I was privy to that I didn't give my opinion on, um, I kind of just, like, put to the back burner and, like, fired back with, well, you know, like, I'm not, I wasn't raised to be in somebody's husband's face. Like, that's not my job. I don't, you know, I'm not about to be all in your husband's face. Like, I've never communicated that there was an issue. I've never spoke on your husband unless you asked me for my opinion. Like, it was, it was just things like that. And, um. Uh, And then I communicated the way I felt about decisions about her wedding that were, that was made, um, as a response. So then it, it kind of was like, you know, it felt, it was like I was making excuses, right? But what it really came down to was like, I, in the beginning, when I felt like the dynamics were shifting, I should have brought it to her right then and there. So, like, you know, I feel like things are changing. I understand that 
you know, um, and there's a lot of things that transpired, that, that transpired that I had an opinion about that I vented to, that I didn't go to her about. And I like vented to my mom. I vented to a mutual friend. Um, and I vented to my best friend about, um, as opposed to going to her. And it was mostly because like, I didn't want her to think that like people quick to say, oh, she's just, you know, quick to throw the jealous word out. And, like, I didn't want her to think it was that because, like, it's legit. Like, two things can exist at once. Like, my feelings can be hurt that our, the dynamic of our friendship is changing because of, like, life changes. But I could also be happy for those life changes at once. And I that's what was happening because, like, I, we were entering a space that neither of us had ne- never been in. Like, I just don't think the situation was handled as appropriately or effectively. I'm not even going to say appropriate because what's, you know, it's it's subjective, but not really. (laughs) But I don't feel like it was handled in a way that could have saved our relationship on my end. I can't speak for her and how she felt about it, but, and so I had to grieve that relationship. And and a part of me still grieves. Like, grieving is a never-ending cycle, right? And a part of me still does grieve that relationship because we were so close. Um, But experiencing that helps me to be a lot more aware of my feelings when things happen. So instead of, like, just brushing it off, like, okay, whatever, but just being aware and acknowledging that because a part of me didn't want to acknowledge that my feelings was hurt. Like my feelings don't get hurt by no friendship. Like it is what it is. Like that's my that was my mindset. So I didn't want to acknowledge the hurt that came with it. And but I had to because at that point it was just like I kinda I kinda started to just not want to be open to any 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 new friendship like making friendships because it was just like a cycle when in reality like on my end I don't feel like I ever stopped being a friend to the individual I still consider them a friend to this day the dynamic of our friendship is just very different and I think there are a I can say for sure there are unresolved feelings on my end that I don't feel like was ever resolved. Again, I can't speak for where that person is, but I can only speak for me. And it's not that I'm holding on to it. Again, it's just the simple fact that this is a very close friend. And like my feelings was hurt by it. And it took until now for me, well, not now in this moment, but like recently through therapy to acknowledge that my friendship, that that, the way that that friendship played out, um, was, it really had a effect on me, impacted me. And I think through grieving, allowing myself to grieve the way that relationship once was versus how it is now, through that, I feel as though I've learned to own my part in that situation. And as I said before, I feel like my, I'm sorry, I say like a lot. I'm, I'm, 
sometimes. Uh, but I feel as though my part in that was not explaining how I felt when I first felt things were becoming differently or when I felt first felt slighted as a friend. Um, but I kept I either kept it to myself or when I couldn't take it anymore, vented to people. And I'm not even going to say people, a close friend, my best friend, and my mama about the situation. Um, and I don't really feel like I was heard in either of, well, one of the, one of the people that I talked to, I felt like I was heard. The other two, I don't. I'm not going to, with one of the other people, I'm not going to say that I don't feel like I was hurt, but I feel like there were already feelings there about the situation. So, like, it was very biased in terms of the reaction that I got, and it wasn't really a reaction. It was just like, okay, you know, and then we just moved the conversation along. And then the other person I talked to, it was just like pointing the finger back at me about how I was so wrong and how I'm just like this evil-ass person who's mean as hell. And want to boss people around. <laughs> That's what it came down to. When I should have went to her, but even when we had the when like when she brought her concerns to me and I attempted to have the conversation. And I'm let me take that back. She didn't bring the concerns to me. A Facebook post was made. I sent the Facebook post to her. And that's when I told her I felt slighted. And then that's when she came back with, well, this is why I said it, X, Y, and Z. And then I counterclaimed it with uh I don't even know if that's like made sense to me seeing a counterclaim. I kind of claimed it. Whatever. I rebutted it. Maybe that's the word. Rebuttal. I don't know. Uh, I went back with, well, this is why I felt the way I felt. And this is why I moved the way I moved. But in that, I've learned, like, I've learned to, ex- I, I was able, like, in grieving that, I was able to accept my role in that. And then today, when my therapist and I were talking, the way that the conversation went, I was able to pinpoint that I felt replaced. Like I felt as if it was a sim, especially because a comment was made about needing an own. A comment was made, and it wasn't made to me, but the comment got back to me about um, needing the person needing feeling like they need their own person because. The person that they told this to had their own person and then they named somebody as my own person. When the person that they named as my own person felt like the friend was my person and felt some type of way about the friendship. So it was like confusing to me. And it was also confusing to me because this was a friend literally the time when they when they say like, um, I'ma stick beside you as we rock and I'm rolling. Like that's how it was with her. That's exactly how every, pretty much like everything, like first birthday trip, first birthday, big birthday trip was with her. Um, we, in college, some of my first things like that I've encountered in college was with her. That was, I always say that that was my person. Like I, and when she, when I, when that comment got back to me that she said that it, it slighted me cause I'm like, well, damn, we do everything together. Like I, Shit, I don't put nobody before her. If anything, people say that I put her before everybody else. Like, it was just to the point where, like, my family had a rumor going around that me and this girl was, like, dating and fucking on each other. 
that's how close we were. Like, people thought she was my girlfriend. <laughs> that that's exactly how close we were. So like it was it was just it was hurtful and it wasn't until therapy and me allowing myself to grieve that relationship that I was able to just own my part in it. And that was looking like as I was talking through therapy today, reflecting back on that, I essentially felt replaced and I just, I stand firm in my belief that I take, I treat my romantic relationships the same way and value them in the same way that I treat my platonic relationships. And the only difference is, is if I'm choosing to have sexual intercourse with the individual that I'm romantically involved with. That's really the only difference because I am very much a girl's girl in that like I love girl dates with my friends. Uh, I love spending quality time with my friends. I love just being around my friends. I do. Um, And the only thing me and my friends don't do is have sex together. (laughs) That's literally it. That would be the the difference between them and somebody that I'm romantically involved with. And by the way, I've only had officially only had two people that I would say that I was in a relationship with. Two people I was in an actual relationship with. So there you go. Like I'm the genie. That's the only difference is the sexual intercourse. If I decide to have sex with whoever I am in a relationship with. Um so yeah. That was one incident of like grieving. And then another incident of like grieving and me just like owning responsibility was I was dealing with a guy. Um we had an understanding and within this like we were friends, like we were we were friends. Um but some things happened to us, like some things happened between us. Um, and again, it was another situation of a lot of disappointment. And as I'm reflecting on today's session, just, um, me feeling like a placeholder when everything, everything came down to it and boiled down to it. Like it just felt like I was a placeholder and this person Again, me being in this caretaker role and not really requiring reciprocity, this person was someone who I didn't really have to ask for. To, he didn't take care of me. Like I've always taken care of myself. But if ever there were a time that I really needed him to come through, no matter what terms we were on, even to this day, like I stand by this, even to this day. No matter what we, like, where we are, we could be not talking, not cool, not friends. And if I hit his line, like, I could be then just cursed him out three days ago. Like, cursed him out bad. And if I hit his line, like, he will be there for me. <laughs> he will. I just don't like, my biggest thing is I don't like being lied to. Because once I, I feel like word is gone. And all I have is your word. I can't make you do nothing, and I can't guarantee that you're going to do something. So all I have is your word that you're going to do it. So if you say you got me, it has to be more than financially. Like, 
if we we friends and we cool and we locked in again not on not romantically just like friends and we locked in you cannot sit up here and lie to me because once that trust is gone once that trust is gone it's just it's a wrap so don't especially when i give people every opportunity to be honest with me i'm not gonna like everything that everybody say but who does that don't mean you can't be honest with me because I never tell somebody that they cannot be honest with me. Now, am I going to, I might have an attitude, you know, until I'm done processing whatever triggered me to make me feel some type of way about your opinion. But it's not an attitude to the point where I'm being like outright rude to you. It's just like one word responses or I, However, I t- however we typically communicate, it may not be like that for a couple of days. So, like, if I'm normally telling you good night, I'm telling you good morning, I might go a couple of days where I don't do that and let, like let you initiate whatever conversation we have, and that goes for friends or whatever or anything. And but that's not. I still give you every opportunity to be honest with me, and when you're not honest with me, that's when. You know, we have a problem. And and again, grieving that relationship allowed me to realize the role that I played. And the role that I played was overdoing my part. Like, again, this idea of being a caretaker and not allowing transactional relationships, not allowing that reciprocity because, like, I initiated it. Like, okay. You vented to me just because that's, again, the caretaker, the type of person I am to a fault. You vented to me about how something in your life is not going right or how you don't feel like you have help in this area. If I can help, like, I'm going to help. That's just me. That's just who I am. But in the same token, I play down the help that I feel like I need. I play it down a lot. Um, And I don't. I don't require certain. I don't require things. Like I have, I'm in this mindset of like. Now I let me let me let me change that. Now I require things in that in those moments, I require a lot now. Um, Actually, I require the bare minimum now. um, With a little bit of with a little bit of with a little bit more, not a whole lot, (laughs) Um, but. I didn't really require what I was giving out because I didn't want to be disappointed. If I ask you for something, you say you don't do it and you don't do it. I'd rather you just say, here, here it is. Like, you know this stuff. I, I see you know, need this. Yeah. And when he looked out in times that I really needed that's what it was. But I didn't require it. So the the things that he required from me, I didn't necessarily require of him because in that in my head is that that puts us too much close to being like intimate partners. And a part of me was not ready to be intimate in that regard. Like I was not ready to be romantically involved with this man because I was in a space of, again, grieving another relationship, but not allowing myself to grieve, just building this wall that's hard to get through. 
Um, and I didn't want it to, I felt like if I put those requirements out there, then that's essentially what ran the risk of coming. And I wasn't really ready to take that risk. And that was my fault in that situation because I should have spoke up about what I wanted. I should have acknowledged my feelings about the situation as opposed to running from my feelings from the situation and not being vocal about my feelings from the situation. Because this person actually told me, like, you sit up there and act like you don't care about nothing. You don't care about shit. You just got this nonchalant ass attitude. And it ain't even, it's, it's not even that I got a nonchalant ass. I actually care. I have a lot of feelings. My feelings get hurt real easy. Like, real easy. I just, you know, I make it look good. And, but that's, that whole making it look good is, again, where I was at fault in the situation because I never communicated how I felt. So how can you know? And in that, I realized, I learned, grieving that relationship, again, like the previous one I spoke about, made me learn to acknowledge my damn feelings and stop running from them. Because when shit hits the fan, it only makes those feelings worse and my defense mechanisms strong. And my defense mechanisms are a sure way to self-destruction at some point. People think I have... uh good uh, defense mechanism but I don't like I just make it look good but I know that I have very self-destructive ways to the point like if I continue to keep bottling stuff up inside somebody who's not me will probably try and kill themselves that's how like bad it is with the walls that I deal and me burying my feelings or they may become a drug addict or alcoholic or whatever you want to call it and find other vices. And to the point where everything I've worked for will be gone. And just be like, well, what the fuck did you do all that work for? If you just want to sit here and self-destruct. So grieving has allowed me to acknowledge, you know, those feelings. Um... I think grieving that relationship with him also made me realize that, like, it's not that I didn't want a romantic relationship because I do. I, I do. It's that it grieving that has allowed me to realize I do want a romantic relationship. I just don't want to invest time and energy into something yet again and become disappointed by it all um that's what I don't want and that was one of my reasons for going to therapy because I want my existing relationships to flourish and I want them to continue to flourish and I want them to become stronger and I want them to be intentional and I want it to be a dynamic where I am comfortable with sharing my feelings and when things hurt my feelings and not just when I'm happy for my feelings and when I'm, you know, happy with them, but also when they, they've hurt my feelings. Um, 
So grieving has just made me realize what I want out of relationships, period. Whether platonic, romantically, professionally, however you, you know, twist it. Um, grieving relationships is, for me, has been a lot worse than grieving some of the deaths that's happened um, around me. I feel like I don't grieve death well. I'm not saying that I do. But I definitely take death better than relationships. And I feel as though that is because death is a part of life. We all know that people are going to, we're every, like, we know the people closest to us are going to die someday. We know that we are not going to, realistically, we're not going to be here at some point. So I can accept that when it comes much easier than not it's not easy but easier than the death of a friendship that is still here on earth especially over something fucking stupid like I just don't want to be in relationships where people can say what the fuck they want to say to me do what they want to do to me with no regard to how I feel, no regard to what the feelings may be, no regard to what they're saying or any of that, um, no regard to the relationship, period. But when I do the same, it's a problem or the friendship ends. I think that's very stupid. And I hate the word stupid, but I think that's very stupid. Um, I think that... And grieving relationships have also made me realize that that's not what I want. I don't want people around me that I can't hold accountable for the things that they do if they can hold me accountable for the things that I do. If I'm here willing to sit here and listen to you, then you need to be willing to sit here and listen to me. That And I don't, I don't, you're not just going to sit up here and project whatever you got going on in your life onto me without me holding you accountable for it. No, it doesn't happen. Simply because I know the person that I am. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm in by no way am I perfect. Woo, I'm not perfect. Um, I wish that I was, but I'm not. But you don't get to just say what you want to say to me anymore. Like you just you just don't get to do that. I'm not in that space. But I had to grieve certain relationships in order for that to happen because I'm so used to not stating how I feel and just letting shit slide. And letting shit slide to the point where it's a buildup. And when it builds up and it comes out, then that's when it becomes an issue. So that is where I am with just the accountability piece. And realizing, like, grief making me realize what I want out of a relationship. Out of a relationship. And it also makes me realize I do want that reciprocity. And I do want it to be a requirement. Like, I want to be able to... I find that I communicate my requirements within a relationship when I'm angry as opposed to on the front end. Like, this is what I expect. This is what is going to happen or else I'm not going to be here. I recently told somebody when they said that they don't they don't want to get married or some shit, they said. Um, some, they can't see themselves getting married or some shit like that. We were on the topic of marriage and I told them, I'm like, well, you cannot get married, but I'm telling you, I'm going to be married. And I'm telling you I'm going to be married. You cannot get married, but I'm telling you I'm going to be married. That's a requirement for me. 
you can go over there and not be married, but I'm telling you, I'm going to get married. And that's not saying that I'm forcing them to marry me. No, that's saying that's your life. If you don't want to get married, fine. This is my life and marriage is a requirement for me. I don't care how people feel about marriage. Marriage is a requirement for me. Um, But in saying that on the front end, like I felt better about it compared to, you know, going into these relate these situations and relationships and not communicating up front what I want and what I expect. And in that same conversation, um <laughs> they made a joke and they were like, um, and I think it's a little bit of truth in every joke by the way. But they made a joke and they were like, they said something along the lines of, well, if we dealing with each other, how you gonna get married? And I told them, I can walk away from this situation at any point in time that I so choose to. At any point that I so choose to. So, again, if this is what you're making clear, it may exist right now in this moment in time. But that's not to say that it's going to exist five months from now. Because you've already made it clear. That this is not your end goal. And it just may not be. It may be your end goal. Just not your end goal with me. And that's fine. That's fine. But we are going to communicate these things on the front end. As opposed to the back end. So that we're not in this cycle. Well I don't, I'm not. I can't tell anybody else what cycle to be in. But I'm not in this cycle of constantly investing time and energy. Because I am a, a giver by nature. Um, we're not in by nature and nurture. So, inherently, I feel like I am a, like, it's an inherent trait um, that I am a giver. But I also feel like it's something that I've learned based off having to survive um, a broken family home. So, there's that. Um, and so, it's just helpful for us to just discuss those things up front because I don't want to be in a situation where I'm grieving yet another relationship because I saw all the signs, all the signs were there. I chose to ignore them until whoever they chose to choose to put in my place was being put in my place. Again, the placeholder concept and not reciprocating in that reciprocity. I think those are all important things that I've learned while allowing myself to grieve. And that's why I think grieving relationships are so freaking important because you learn a lot about yourself through it. I think that's why taking time away from people and just quieting the noise around you is so freaking important because you learn you learn yourself more. You learn what you're, you want. You, you're able to be more vocal about what it is that you want. And I think those things are so important. I think if we accept grief as normal and not something that's weak, like you don't need friends, the whole idea of like you don't need friends, what you crying over a friend for, blah, 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 blah. Like I think those are all things that we were taught that that aren't, they're not conducive to anything in terms of a state of being, because you need, you need relationships, like, you need healthy relationships, I don't care 
when anybody says you need healthy relationships. And I think when we've been taught these different things like that, um, it, I think that it clouds our judgment about the process of grieving and grieving and then saying like, you know, you got to have tough skin and people going to do you wrong. It's something you got to live with. Like, yes, you do. It is something you have to live with. That is true. But it's also true that you have to allow yourself to feel the feelings and learn a lesson from it. Because if you're not allowing yourself to feel whatever it is that you're feeling from that situation, you're not going to take the lesson away from it. It's just going to be it. It's just going to be what it is. I think grieving is really important and allowing ourselves to grieve is important. I think that I've also learned how to just give myself grace through grieving, um, how to forgive myself for a little, a lot, not a little, a lot of the mistakes that I've, and I'm not even going to say mistakes, just the life choices that I made, um, whether good or bad, they, you know, I just learned to forgive myself a lot, and I think that was very important for me and grieving these different relationships. Um, I need, I think another big relationship that I grieve that I, I only, you can ask my best friend I, if I'm lying, I'm down. I don't make it a goal of mine to talk about exes or people I've dealt with. I don't make it a goal of mine to make their life hell or to worry about when they, what they're doing and what they're not doing. I don't even, I very rarely talk about my previous relationships um especially with men friends too but with men with men especially um because I just think that unless I'm game planning a way to rekindle that relationship it's no need for me to sit there and talk about it um especially if I've already dealt with the feelings surrounding it and I don't I, I know I feel like I dealt with the 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 feeling surrounding the breakup that happened, I don't necessarily think I allowed myself to grieve that relationship properly. Like I, I had very like unconventional ways of dealing with that breakup. Um, I went into even to where I am now, like this state of like it's just like blank. This thing, the state of blankness just blankness like nothing um in terms of feeling thinking all of that when it came to me um and but within that I've learned to forgive myself for a lot especially when and I've learned to allow people to have the fucking narrative that they want to have because I can tell you a million times the way shit went down and if you choose to believe that person's side over mine instead of believing me or coming to your own conclusion between the two stories that was given, then I'm just going to let you have the narrative. But it was a lot of choices that I made within that relationship that I'm not proud of. Um, Because again, my thought was ignoring what was there and taking it for face value. I'm going to do another one, um, another episode. And I'm going to get more into like my relationship with, Two very important, I'm not going to say important, two, two men that, men, I'm going to call them men now, they were boys at the time, but 
Um, actually, I don't know what they're meeting on, but there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was shady. Oh, see, I'm working on me. But uh, two dudes that I dealt with that taught me very important lessons um, in terms of like ignoring red flags and me not to use that because it's a buzzword, but ignoring a person for who they are because of what I wanted to see. I'm going to do a whole nother episode on that because that'll take us another maybe 30 minutes to get through. But um, just within that and grieve, allowing myself to grieve that is it, I just allowed myself to like let go. Um, like it was what's done is done. You can't change it. It is what it is. Um, and just allowing, again, extending myself grace to just continue to live my life and open myself back up to the idea of a relationship. Because I want I want a marriage. I want to be married. I want to have kids. And, you know, fingers crossed it'll be with somebody who ain't got kids already. <laughs> Um, somebody who's never been married and somebody who's actively working on themselves. Like, you don't have to come completely. I think healing is just like grief. It's a never-ending cycle. I don't think anybody is ever completely healed. I think you just learn how to deal with certain things better as time get, goes on. But somebody that's actively working on themselves, actively doing something, acknowledging, trying to get it together, you know? No kids, please. Please no kids. Um, but if you if, if it comes and, and God wants me to be a stepmom, then I guess that's my fate. Huh? <laughs> but no, just it just allowed me to just just grieving that allowed me to acknowledge the fact that I do want a relationship. Um do I want one soon? Sure. Um, do I want it so soon that I want it to be unhealthy? And gonna cause me to go through another round of grief and grieving another relationship? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I do want a relationship. But um, I first had to grieve the men that I've encountered, and that's done damage. Um, before I could even acknowledge the fact that I do, it is a relationship that I want in. I had to figure out what in those relationships, both platonic and romantic, causes me to put up a wall when I put up a wall. I've also had to do the work on myself and hold myself accountable for the characteristics that I possess um, that's con- that contributes to some of the downfalls of those relationships or the change in dynamics in those relationships. And I think that's very important. I think we should all be constantly... One thing that I've learned also, there was another friendship that I had. It was a newer friendship, um, a friendship that I opened myself up to the idea to. And the person said to me, the person was asking me about why I avoided certain individuals. And I said, it's because I know that they've talked mess about me and um, I don't feel like they were in their rights. And the fact that, uh, I don't, the fact that it was, it was, it was said that in so many words that they don't want their son, who's one of my close friends, um, 
dealing with me. And I said, I didn't, so I just, you know, kind of distanced myself when that information was brought to me. And, um, it's no hard feelings. I just chose to distance myself. But again, individuals that I care for dearly, again, I had to grieve another and take what I need to take from it. Um, and what I took from that was just, again, be able to walk away from people without being any, like there's literally, it's literally all of a person call me now and, you know, need a listening ear and I will give it to them. Um, just, just allowing myself to grow, outgrow people and allowing myself to be in a room with people who appreciate, truly appreciate me, not just appreciate me on a surface level, but truly appreciate and celebrate me and who think I'm enough. Like that was the relationship. I don't want to be around people who in my face, I'm this, I'm that. And then behind my back, I'm really not enough for you. Or you really have these, this hidden animosity. And I don't even want to call it animosity because that's a really strong word. These hidden opinions, I should say, um, that were never voiced to me to begin with. I don't, I don't care to be, but I'm rooting and I want people, I want like the lessons that I took from that is that I can root for people and want them to win and support them and still not be in close proximity, um, the way I once was. But the friendship that I started talking about, she asked me why, um, you know, the distance had came and I, and I made one of the comments that like, I'll never get it because I'm one of his most stable friends. So if, you know, um, you know, and then I just started listing out, I'm not wanting to list out what I do for people, but I started listing out like how I've helped him and how like, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not just some superficial relationship, friendship. Like I really look at the, the individual as a friend. So I just, I'm like, if I was his mom, I would want my son to be friends with somebody like me. Like, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I have my ways. I have my days. But, like, somebody that genuinely cares about the well-being of my child and his success and will do, like, will find ways to help him to achieve that success. And, and you know, in that, I would want my son to, and when you start to find and nitpick me apart to point out why that person shouldn't be around me, like, that, I don't care to be around those energies. Not saying that you're a bad person. Not saying that there's any ill feelings towards you. I just don't want to be around that because I've been around that enough in my life. Like, I've literally grew up in that. Like, people found whatever it is they needed to find about me to make me whatever they needed me to be at the time they needed me to be. Um, And so I just, and that's why that situation triggered me so much because it was just another reminder of, like, no matter what I do, it's just not going to be good enough for some people, and that's okay. But, like, I took that friendship. Um, her, her and I ended, she ended the friendship with me. I didn't even know we weren't friends anymore until I realized I was blocked on everything. So, <laughs> but, like, I 
just don't want to be in those spaces and allowing myself to grieve these types of relationships just really I really felt forgot why I was going with bringing that friendship up and why I was grieving it but it allowed me to open myself up and give people grace um and try to understand people and where they're coming from but um if you want to write me off you by all means go ahead you know, write me off. Um, but that's, I think grieving is, a, is an important part to life. That people has casted this, like, shadow over um, and made it seem like it's not okay and made you seem weak. But I think that everyone should take the time to themselves to grieve whatever's hurt them disappointed them made them feel a kind of way that they're not sure of just figure it out and figure out what they did wrong in that situation um but even within the the friend that I brought up that I lost while I was bringing it up I apologized for making she stated that she felt some type of way because I said that made the stable comment but I apologize to her for it or whatever the case may be but it wasn't good enough and that and you know I'm learning to be okay with shit just not being good enough for people like people who are not actively working on themselves who have these issues with themselves um and I'm not saying that because I'm in a space where I'm like actively working on myself but people who have issues with themselves it's hard to miss um and so I think it's really important to just take the time and figure out so that you're not grieving and bleeding and projecting all on everybody else. <laughs> um, because that's where I'm at. And I think through that, I was, I'm was i able to open myself up to the idea of making new friends again, especially within my profession, going out to networking events, um, open myself up to the idea that, and acknowledging the fact that I really do want a real... I actually want a relationship, um, and I, that's just, uh, where I am with it, and I just, I'm okay, and from that grieving, I was able to write this letter to myself, and I'll try, I'm thinking about just writing a letter that coincides with whatever the the podcast show is about Um, and just reading that letter at the end to just close out the episode, not the podcast show, the episode. So this one says, this is a reflection or love letter to myself because in grieving, I've also learned to love myself a little bit more and a little bit harder after um, just acknowledging my feelings and allowing myself grace and kind of forgiving. Having, I was forced to forgive myself for a lot of stuff that I've done and be okay with it and come to terms with it. I don't know. It's going now. Can't change it. It is what it is. <laughs> but this one says, Dear Taylor, you're doing everything that you could have, you could have ever imagined. Although some days it seems like the world is closing in on you, the things unseen are ensuring the future is falling into place for you. Sometimes it may seem lonely, but that's God's way of quieting the noise around you. 
because to take on more things than you're able. So God has to take things and people away for the moment to ground you. You're not alone. We got you and you have friends that are there for you always and forever. Friendships and familyships look very different at this age, but that does not mean you are a problem, nor does it mean that you don't have the support behind you. However, it is time for you to support yourself, believing you obtain unconditional happiness and peace, and position yourself in the lanes God is telling you. It is time for discipline and obedience. It is time to accept you, forgive you, and love you unconditionally. It is time to love you without parameters. It is time to give yourself the flowers you deserve. Until you start giving yourself those flowers, a million flowers from a million others will not matter. It is time to love the human form of you, not the robotic form of you. Not the you that has operated in survival and buried your emotions out of fear of judgment and ridicule from the closest to you. It is time to love you for the soft and loving individual you are. You can put down the armor and chill. It is okay to let love in. It is okay to give the love you receive regardless of whether you receive that love back. Not everyone knows how to love themselves, so they won't always show you the love they give back. You can only control you. It is time to melt the hard exterior that you've built to avoid being hurt by others that don't love or understand you in the way you need. You have permission to no longer be hurt by the projection and displacement of feelings displayed by others. You have permission to love and understanding every part of you. You have permission to live the life you see for yourself. People are going to have an opinion no matter what decisions you make for yourself. Their opinions are not a reflection of you. Most often, if not always, their opinions are a reflection of their unhealed wounds, the result of bandaging a wound without treating it. You now have permission to live in your decisions, knowing that your decisions don't have to make sense to those around you as long as they make sense to you. You have permission to make mistakes and still love you. You have permission to think of yourself as a great and phenomenal being despite those mistakes. You have permission to let go of the regret you feel from past decisions. Those words to love appropriately. I love you. I love you forever and always. All of those blemishes, flaws, and imperfections make you perfectly imperfect. You have the permission to love yourself the ways in which you deserve to be loved, even when others choose not to. You have permission to walk in that truth. Fuck being true to the game. You have permission to be true to you forever. Taylor J. Pop. So. That being said, to wrap up this grieving episode, this idea of like grieving, I've allowed and given my through grief, I've through the grieving process, I've allowed and given myself permission to just be me unapologetically, um, and embrace everything and let life lesson every failed and successful relationship up until this point. I've allowed myself to give others grace. I've allowed myself to work through whatever feelings I have about things to uh, essentially rebuild the relationships that are important to me, that I still consider friends, um, and that are still around, and that aren't necessarily burned bridges. It's just a change in dynamic, and just figure out how that dynamic works now. So, yeah. Stay tuned for the next episode.